Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jay Cat Morris. Uh, figure I'd pop in today. Dude, I wasn't even sure if I was going to do a show this week. I was kind of on the fence about it. My buddy Sozio hit me up this morning, and uh, he's got some stuff to get off his chest. So, you know, I uh, brought some some topics together, and uh, we'll, we'll get into this tonight. What's going on, man? What's happening, Jay Cat? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Very good, man. Same old stuff. Can't complain. You know, same problems as you know everybody's dealing with. So you know, no, nothing to complain about. Everything's good. And, and here we are again, my friend. Uh, here here we, we find ourselves chatting again. Yeah, man. So uh, I don't know if you want to get right into the topic at hand that uh, you had wanted to touch on. You want to hit other things first. How you want to do it? Uh, I mean, we might as well. We might as well get the fucking elephant out of the room. Like, you know, no pun intended. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've i just been in a shitty fucking mood these last couple of days. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the sun hasn't really been out or whatever. I don't know what it is. Uh, but, you know, 
I think we all know I have a short fucking fuse, and sure. some, sometimes stupid things upset me. You know what I mean? I, I, and I think, uh, I think the same could be said about yourself. Sometimes you let dumb oh, shit yeah. get to you. Uh, you know, the sheer fact that you and I still spend time talking about CCW is pretty fucking pathetic. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. But, it, but, it, but it's because, you know, we, we've talked about it. It's because we used to have a passion for the place, and now we just don't like to see what it is today. Um, yeah. So nevertheless, nevertheless, I was upset, and this is really fucking stupid. And I would like to preface all this by saying, like, this is really fucking stupid to like be butthurt by get by getting unfollowed by somebody. But that was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. it, it wasn't like, oh man, somebody, my feelings are fucking hurt because I got unfollowed on Twitter. Like, I could give a shit, man. Like, I'm not trying to be famous anymore. I don't care. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you're I know you're pretty familiar with the story, but. Nevertheless, you and I covered Cage of Death as we do every year. We did our annual podcast back in December, and then mm-hmm. and then word had gotten out. Word had gotten out to Ricky Shane Page that we criticized the Cage of Death match, which was the world title match. And obviously, you know, as, as all the pussy little millennial guys do nowadays, he was butthurt. You know what I mean? And tweeted about it. You know, and he subtweeted me and you, and he said, um, and I quote. Oh, a podcast that has 200 followers doesn't like me and had someone who isn't even in the business anymore didn't like my match at Cage of Death. Oh, no, you're out of touch. Pipe down. Hashtag suck it. So I was like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought I was friends with this guy. And, you know, maybe he took offense to what we said. But after reviewing it, like, we didn't really shit on everything as as, as bad as you think. You know what I mean? Like, I think... We spoke highly on a lot of people's defense in in a lot of cases throughout the whole show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so and, and I feel I, like just real quick, I, I even think yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, please, please. I was even higher on the the main event than you were because I mean you weren't really familiar yeah. with Mance Warner, and like I I said a lot of good things about those guys. So like to immediately because he got butt hurt over something be like yeah you guys got 200 followers fucking stupid podcast and it's like hold on <laughs> like i mean shit on right. it if you want to but like i wasn't exactly burying you but all right i mean it is what it is because i can i can play the bullshit <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you're right. yeah and and also too like don't you love when people just come up with magic numbers too? Like, yeah. like who knows? I don't know what, I don't know how many fucking downloads you get. I don't know how many listeners you have. Like you've been doing this for eight years. You can have 10,000 listeners for all the fuck. I know. I don't know. I think it's but, a few uh, more than he said. Yeah. Right. It's probably 201. Yeah. It's 202, exactly. Something yeah. like that. That's about what I asked. Right. Me. And, and you should, <laughs> and you should be proud of that. No. So, uh, but I mean, like th- th- this is kind of boring, but I feel it's necessary to 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 read through this because uh, I, I I direct messaged him after that because like I said I, I I'm fr- I thought I was friends with the kids we had a good rapport anytime we were in locker rooms together you know we had that that fucking brotherhood you know what I mean so I said <laughs> uh, I, I messaged him I said hey dude uh, so just out of curiosity did you actually listen to the show or did people just tell you stuff secondhand. That's all I said. You know, I just yeah. wanted to know, like, I understand you're mad. I saw your tweet, whatever. <clears throat> so he replies with, uh, I skimmed through. I thought it was very mis- I thought it was a very misinformed opinion and kind of disrespect to all the work that the locker room puts in nowadays. Mance hmm. is over as fuck and legit everywhere. To say he shouldn't have the belt because you don't know who he is is just wrong. 
Uh, and to say that him or I shouldn't be in the main event because we're not jacked is ridiculous. I love Johnny Silver, and he'll have the belt someday uh, for sure, but he's not as over as me or Mance and isn't going to do Cage of Death. And he himself would agree with me on that. Uh, If you don't like CCW or DJ, I get that. He's an idiot sometimes, and CCW is not what it used to be. Um, uh, But you you of all people should know how hard the boys work. Um, that's all he said. Uh, my, my reply was completely understood because opinions are what they are and we can agree to disagree because who really cares at the end of the day? We're men, right? So I was a little perturbed, uh, at, at another man subtweeting me for emotional support from his fans rather than voicing his opinion to me directly. But we have, uh, but we all have our ways of making ourselves feel better, I guess. It just seemed as though your tweet came from secondhand information because I listened again and I really don't think we shit on you or the match that badly. Sure, I didn't love it, but try to understand where I'm coming from. Uh, sorry, one second. Um, yeah. and, and all that I've and understand where that I'm coming from and all that I've seen prior, uh, which completely eclipses the Cage of Death 20 main event. I think your your match with Gacy and Strickland was better. Uh there's things I didn't like in, in the in the main event at, at 20, but I did indeed think you guys worked hard, killed yourselves, and delivered. You know how us old heads are. We like to see teasing and psychology before the fireworks. We don't like jovial buddy promos, but I digress. Uh, and you're right. Times are different, and what fans expect isn't the same. Fans don't care if you guys buttfuck behind the scenes. They just want stuff for the sake of stuff. Uh, I also don't I also don't think I said Silver would be in the main at Cage of Death, but rather just the world champion sooner rather than later. Um, I don't believe that the most over person should always necessarily have the title. By that logic, uh, said person doesn't need the title, right? The Cage of Death main is not always contested for the world title, but rather whatever the hottest story feud is going into December. And I do also realize that ma- that match wasn't the plan. And lastly, all I can say is that I think where we differ the most is our definition of hard work. I know how, <clears throat> I know how hard some of the boys work, and if you did truly listen, you'd know you'd know none of those hard workers got shit on or criticized on the podcast. Uh, if I didn't like you personally or professionally, trust me, you'd know. Honestly, cuz we'll probably never see each other again. But still, I feel compelled to make sure you understand where I'm coming from. I like you. I think you're great and don't want heat over misinformation. If, insert name, bitched on Twitter, <laughs> I could give a fuck. Ha ha. Uh, all that said, good luck and, uh, and be careful. That's all I fucking said. And then after yeah. that, unfollowed. And now here we are. I tried to be professional. And, you know, again, it's stupid that I'm even fucking talking about it. It just needs to be said. I want it to be known that this is the type of fucking full-on faggotry that's going on out there. All right? Uh-huh. And, and, that's, and that's kind of all I really wanted to say about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's completely ridiculous. The sensitivity is way, way through the roof. Um, I mean, you saw, like, even going everybody. in. Yeah. You saw even going into our show, like, Brandon Kirk was, like, pre-butthurt. We didn't even fucking open our mouths yet. And he was like, oh, here we go right. with this shit. <laughs> it's just like, dude. We, right. right. I mean, well, what's my chances of you liking this fucking show? Because you're upset before I spoke. 
You know, and I, I will admit that I am very critical of everything because I was held to a high standard when I trained. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you held shows to a high standard as a paying customer, you, you know, years sure. ago. So we expect we have a fucking higher standard of, of what we expect from wrestlers and, and, and the shows. And when we don't get it, you're going to hear about it, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just, it is what it is. But yeah. it's it's unfortunate, you know. I I, I don't want to dwell on it too much. I, I I think I think you know reading all that bullshit kind of spells out what 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 happened and why I was fucking annoyed. That so so and all I would like to say about that in in closing really is that all that should have happened, and this goes for basically every art form and every sport and every you know. What should have happened was if if he didn't like what I said or he thought I was wrong, he could have messaged me and he could have said, "Hey man, uh, why did you think that we did, you know we jumped the gun at the beginning and we 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 jumped we went into the hardcore too fast or whatever?" And I would have explained myself, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and all he and all he should have said after that was, "Oh okay, cool man, thank you, sir. Perhaps it doesn't have to be all that formal or whatever." thank you person who's older than me and been in the business longer than me for, for taking the fucking time out of your life and, and personal life and schedule and work life and every fucking thing else and family life to watch my stupid fucking match, talk about it on a podcast and put me over and, 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 you know, and then go talk shit about me to your buddies and say, yeah, fucking stupid Sozio didn't like my match, but he's old and retired anyway. Fuck him. Nah, instead put it online and, and subtweet me. So and, and hope that I don't see it, or maybe hope that I do see it, and and now I'm talking about you even more. So I guess you win. I guess you win. But at the end of the day, you have to look in the mirror and see your fucking reflection. So actually, I win. End of story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just weird how soft everybody is on on that end, and it, it's just it, it seems like that's the standard, and they try to make uh, anybody with like a, a valid opinion. And you don't have to agree with the opinion, but if you're bold enough to just right. straight up say how you feel, it's like, whoa, like I'll passively aggressively uh, respond to that. <laughs> it's just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Right, 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 you right, know? right. I'll get my uh, I'll get my followers after you. Yeah, but they'll have to DM me because I'm not going to say your name. It's going to like fucking beat around the bush. Right. Like, who oh, do you dude, mean? That was funny. And I mean, and and also, I would like to say that I realized that today with my tweet, I did the same thing. So I would like to take one notch out of my belt for being, I guess, I guess cowardly. But it wasn't like if anybody asked me, I didn't tell you, like, or or like there wasn't some fucking history, you know what I mean, behind it. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. did kind of do the same thing with. My, I didn't say who I was talking about, but hey, we're talking about it now. So there's the there's the fucking difference. You know? Yeah. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk about um, is the consistent. Um, it seems like now gay is the new tough. Um, you know, whether in the <laughs> past, whether wrestlers were legitimately tough or not, the the aura was to definitely put out the image that you're tough. Um, there was definitely that, like, you had to put out your best fucking tough guy image, regardless of what your gimmick was. At some point, you had to have somewhat of a tough edge, some kind of, like, semblance of, all right, uh, this guy is going to fight that guy. 
And now it seems to have just all floated into the gay area where, I mean, you can't even have like a Christopher Street connection anymore because everyone is flirting with the idea of being gay within their gimmick <laughs> and within their matches. It's the, There's not even like that, you know, like that, that, you know, like I said, the Christopher Street connection had its own thing going. But it wasn't like, well, Homicide also grabs cocks every once in a while, too. So, like, you know, maybe they'll be in the <laughs> ring together. It, it wasn't that. And Homicide, thank God, is one of those guys that is, is one of the very few holdouts that is not participating in this shit here. But uh, it's pretty much widespread across all of independent wrestling. And um, it, it's unbelievable. It's like there's no turning away from it. And then if you even go like, yeah, that's not for me. They're like, you, you're a bigot. That's it. <laughs> homophobe yeah, conservative like conservative. i don't like gay porn like what do yeah. you mean <laughs> yeah sorry it just it just doesn't make my my dick hard i mean like i'm sorry like it, it's not personal um no i know what you're saying man and i i obviously see it and uh uh and 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 guess what like this is another thing that like years ago i'm guilty of doing some of it like I, i'm definitely guilty of taking some of like the more affectionate selfies with you know some of my guy friends or whatever you know laying on the floor with dave crisp or something fucking stupid like that and you know like so i'm definitely guilty of doing it and fucking around but it wasn't all the time like you know what i mean it was like once in a while funny you know what i mean but like nowadays it seems like every time somebody pulls out a camera it's every everybody is suddenly gay and 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 again i'd like to preface this by saying like you know, uh, all, all gay, trans, uh, you know, everybody in between has my full support. Like, you know, I, I'm a LGBTQA whatever supporter. You know what I mean? Like, every, everybody has my full support to do whatever the fuck you want. Knock yourself out. Just don't harm kids, you know? Um, sure. But uh, it, it seems like everybody, as soon as a camera is in front of their face and it's time to take a picture, whether it's a fucking... You know, you're you're on a a shoot, doing a promo shoot, uh, whatever. You're just taking a picture behind the scenes with some of the other workers or whatever. Obviously, it's happening in the ring left and right because everybody thinks, like, gay spots are, you know, over as fuck. And, and, you know, maybe they are right now. But uh, to to me, dude, like, this kind of feels like, cultural appropriation but not cultural appropriation more like sexual appropriation in the sense that like all these straight people are pretending to be gay all the time and do these gay spots either to to get over get get a pop get a reaction and this that or the other thing and and quite frankly i'm not sure why in, in in our outrage culture why there isn't more like outrage from the gay community or certainly not gay wrestlers uh or openly gay wrestlers um, that th- they're stealing their heat. You know what I mean? Like all these straight assholes are stealing the the, uh, the swagger of, of the gay character or the flamboyantly gay uh, athlete. You know what I mean? And it's just mm-hmm. like, why, I- I'm just surprised that there's not more of an outcry uh, about that. You know what I mean? Like sexual appropriation. Like, like let, ha- how about we let the fucking gays have their shit? Like, can we, can they do their shit please? Like, is that all right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's strange to me because it it's almost serves as, like, that, you know, that, that test, that litmus test to be like, all right, 
are you offended by this? Because if you are, clearly we found the homophobes in the crowd. It's like that's that's not, dude. I I like wrestling to be a fight. Like I, I really I, I know that's a strange thing to want out of a wrestling match, but I want a simulated fight. Chris Dickinson and Dan Moff had a a match at a a GCW show like a week or two ago. Unbelievable! They beat the ever loving shit out of each other. That's that's what I like about wrestling. So. You know, if you get into dick spots and fucking, you know, Joey Ryan's overpowering people with his cock, like, it's it's just not for me. Now, you know, a year or two ago, you had one match on the card that was like that. Now it's like the guy's kissing a guy in this match, the guy's grabbing a cock in this match. It's, like, it's just like peppered through the whole card. And it's like, man, like, yeah. it, it's really tough to actually see what you showed up to see. It's not like a you know, something for everybody anymore. It's like they're trying to smash it all into every match. Like, just in case you want to see a cock grab, we'll throw that in there, too. And, you know, if if there was a real... Yeah, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was all right. And even if there was, like, a real banger, like, some shit you really liked, well, they'll talk about loving each other on Facebook, like, the next day anyway. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to double back and make it a love fest, even if you thought it was a great match, so... Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I thought about in regards to this topic that uh, I, I definitely wanted to bring up because it's a prime example. You know what I mean? And uh, I just got to find it because I want to I read exactly what it said. Uh, so um, Brandon Kirk just wrestled Masada at, at CCW this weekend, I think, this yep. past weekend. Mm-hmm. Tangled Web. So, uh, and again, Brandon Kirk's a nice guy. He's he's cool when he sees me. You know, I'm not I'm not shitting on him. I'm I'm not, and I'm definitely not shitting on Briggs because uh, you know he's my man. But uh, so on Brandon Kirk's uh, Instagram here, there's a picture of uh, Masada giving him sort of this uh, back suplex through a barbed wire table on the floor there, and mm-hmm. uh, so it says, "Last night I got to share the ring with a deathmatch legend, someone I vitalized in professional wrestling. I got my fucking ass beat by Masada." And I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you. And then, like, there's a little emoji with, like, praying hands. Like, thank you, hands. Like, thanks. It's like, it's that's fine. I just think that that's one of those things that you save for your talk with him backstage. You know what I mean? Like, you say that to him backstage. What a, what an honor and a resp- uh, how, how much respect you have for him and what an honor it was to get to work him and for you to kick his fucking ass. Thank you. Everybody, I'm sure, clapped for them afterwards and gave them a round of applause backstage. And that's that, man. Like, it just doesn't need to be in the fans' faces that you're happy that he kicked your fucking ass in, in what's supposed to be a major main event match in, in, in a hardcore deathmatch company. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I just yeah. don't get it. It's, there's a big empty spot in a lot of that. It's just as far as the selling and the believability and, and that type of thing. Cause you know, you'll have shit. Like I, I brought it up on past shows. The, they'll let somebody's like cameraman get involved in shit and they'll take a light tube. And then like a match later, they're back out there. Where in the past, if a manager got hit with a light tube, you didn't see him for the next show. Like he, he was off a show, you know, and then right. he'd come back like two shows later, like, Oh shit. You know, with like a bandage on his head. And it's like, he can't take what the wrestler can take. Like there's a, you know, the a believability we get that it's fake, but at least you're going to make it look, as dangerous as you can like amongst it not like at the next day like oh man i was so happy he fucking spiked me through that board because boy is he a legend that's like oh shit <laughs> yeah right 
but and, and the other thing too like what you were saying how like you'll see this shit throughout an entire card like you'll see all these spots throughout the entire uh show and on all these different matches what that really boils down to is the fact that most companies most indies nowadays really have like no backstage presence with agents or anybody making sure that there's a match flow or that the you know there's not too many of the same move every show like there's just none of that because you know they're too busy just booking the talent making sure that xyz and a b and c show up uh and uh have these matches do your thing get us views and see you later you know what i mean there's no there's no real effort to have consistency from show to show uh you know what i mean there's just that that's not a concern anymore in wrestling like building a card top to bottom yeah yeah that's kind of i don't think it does them any favors in longevity's sake you know if people reflect and look back on the whole show Yeah, like if 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 all you ever do is just have like kind of super cards that don't really make any sense, like you, you're you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot because you're going to eventually run out of options and you're going to run out of ideas and you know like you're just going to have to keep topping yourself month to month. Like, well, we had this card last month and now we got to have this card this month to to still make people interested and show up. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I think I am wrong in a lot of ways, but I don't know. It's just not for me, like you said. Yeah. Um, So, Teddy Hart's been doing this thing with the cat. Um, It drives me fucking mental because of what I do. And um, apparently, uh, Pinky Sanchez and his uh, violence ex-suffering company is now, like, spotlighting it on the level of their naming a card bloody roar and they have a poster with him and the half face half cat and they're really just right. like pushing this thing which just again it just hits a real fucking nerve with me because this for what i do to me it's bigger than wrestling it's my actual life it's sure. not just you know my hobby or my form of entertainment so it just it hits a nerve with me um i think it really does come back on the promoters especially in this case um, but the promoters, uh, I mean, the fans popping for it to pretend to like animals. And, you know, it's like going to a circus because you love elephants. Like they stuff them back in a truck and drive, you know, cross country. Right. That's not like <laughs> awesome elephant yeah. stuff, you know, but uh, not really a part what, of being an elephant. Yeah. Yeah. What's your what's your thoughts on the whole Teddy and the cat thing? Uh, I mean, I definitely don't think it's. Right, you know what I mean. Like I, I, I'm an animal lover too. I, I love cats, dogs, and you know probably all the cute, fluffy animals. You know what I mean. Like most people, um, I, I just think it's it's fucking lame. Because I, I heard you say recently that he doesn't need it, and he really doesn't. Like you know what I mean. No. Like he's he's interesting. He's interesting enough of a character by himself, just on the microphone, uh, be, being sort of the outlandish, outrageous sort of character that he is and the way he dresses and everything else. And, and he's solid in the ring and he's always been athletic and can do high flying shit. Like, just do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like you definitely don't need the cat. Um, I, I also agree with you that like the, under no circumstances, like I don't care how, how trained the cat is and I don't care how sedated or drugged it is. It doesn't want to be doing that. It doesn't want to be out there. It doesn't definitely doesn't want to be thrown up in the fucking air. Like, I don't care if it, gets a treat or or you jerk the thing off 
for for doing <laughs> yeah. a good job. Like I don't I don't care what the reward is. Like it doesn't want that. I know that. So like it's it's definitely fucking stupid. I mean, and at the same time, like he's he's not like really a guy I've ever had any respect for. You know, the, right. the first time he showed up in CZW, I was a young boy and he was nothing but fucking problems backstage and everything else. You know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. he's just one of those guys I I never hear a good story about, and there has to be a reason for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just there has to be a reason you never hear a fucking good story about somebody and. You know, I, I don't give a shit what anybody says. I don't care how talented he is. He's not a good person, and this is really bullshit. It's just fucking bullshit. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, again, like, I've started to really lean more on the fans and the promoters and the, the wrestlers that take part in this stuff because it's – he's not going to stop it. I don't think he's intelligent enough to see his No problems. way. So, no way. You know, if the fans were just like, I, I don't like this shit, and everyone just kind of turned their nose up at it and just said, like, oh, man, Teddy, I liked you. Like, stop with the cat. But instead, they're chanting, like, Mr. Money. Like, that's the third cat he's had out there, you stupid assholes. Like, it's not even the same <laughs> fucking cat. Like, the it's announcers on the last color. show, he had this, the, the the new one, and it looks like a somewhat of a kitten. And... He comes out there and the cat starts struggling his, in his arms as he gets in the ring. And the announcers are going, oh, he's a little more feisty than usual tonight. It's like it's not even the same color. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's crazy. Oh, I just, I can't, you know. So, yeah, I mean, what can yeah, you do? It's like, just going to continue to enrage me. Yeah, I did, I, like you said, man, I don't think there's probably going to be any. As long as he's making money doing it, you know, there's not going to be any end in sight to it. As long as I'm sure they're, uh, I'm sure he's partnering up uh, with, with the promotions that he's working for, or the promoters, or whoever, to, you know, parlay some kind of deal. You know what I mean for the cat? And like, you know, it, it's dumb. It's it's dumb and it's cruel. And you know, hopefully there's a special fucking place in hell for when he dies. Yeah, I, I just hope it's soon. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, this Lars guy, uh, he he was I guess brought up to the WWE recently. Um, big jacked Lars up dude, Dolan, right? Big yeah, Jack, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, apparently, like as soon as he came up, people were talking about like, oh, he, he said some racial shit back in the day, and this and that, and he, there's tweets and this and that. So I guess the WWE finally got the right screenshots or whatever the case is, and fined this guy like a hundred thousand dollars for tweets that happened well, well before he was even signed into the WWE. And I guess this is right. like some, some version of them trying to save face because you know, they're like, man, we just brought this guy up. We can't just release him. I mean, we can, but you know, but them just saying like, here, we, we don't like that. So here's a fine for something you said long before we even had a relationship with you. It's just, it seems like a very strange, like, way to react to it because it had been like so yeah. far ago and then to be like, yeah, you're fine for that thing that happened when you were younger. It's like, what the, you know, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't agree with yeah. what he said, but this far after the matter to find a guy for some shit that it's like finding an NFL well, player for something that he did in high school. Like, well, right now I know what you're saying. And I mean, uh, do you know, like, you don't have to say it specifically, but do you know, like, what he said or what it was in the, what the context was or what, I don't what remember. he was? 
Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, remember. It really, it really doesn't matter. I mean, but at the same time, it does matter. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's fucked up to say that it, it does and it doesn't matter. But it, it matters in the context of, like, what did he say? What was he talking about? How, how harsh was it? Like, you know, there's a difference between, you know, just dropping hard, hard R's and, and saying, like, you hate, you hate them and they should all die or something. And, you know, uh, making a bad joke about uh, a religious group, you know what I mean? Trying, mm-hmm. trying to be funny and making a, trying to write a joke that just bombs, you know what I mean? As opposed right. to out- outwardly hate speech. I'm serious. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it does matter in that regard. But I, I, I know what you're saying. Like it, it's so long ago. It was before you ever worked there. But this, this is these are the as dumb as it is to say, and I don't agree with it. Like these are the times we're living in, man. Where if you if you fucking farted in preschool when you were four, like somebody's gonna fucking pull up your your uh your your cloud and and download the video or what the fuck ever, and and your yeah. show's gonna get canceled. You're gonna get ostracized on social media, and you know have to cower and grovel your way back. Like like the Louis C.K.s of the world and and everybody else that's trying to like you know rectify their careers after public faux pas you know what I mean so it's like I don't know it's it's it is kind of it's it's weird it's it's a weird thing I understand WWE being who they are why they have to do what they're doing but it sucks it's fucking shitty yeah. Yeah, and I mean, again, I, I maybe I should have looked it up, but I, I mean, I, I really don't care no, that no, that no. much. No, I, I, don't <laughs> I don't fucking. But, uh, but, but, um, but that's, from that's what, what I, I remember, from what I remember, it was good. pretty harsh. It was just like, yeah, this probably isn't a good dude, but uh, you know, without yeah, knowing yeah. specific words. Yeah, um, but. In a semi-related thing, I guess now that the talk that's being stirred around is a tweet came out, Johnny Gargano said in like 2010 about transgender people where he said something like, it's weird, they still have a dick. Is he going to get fined and is he going to get heat for this shit, especially with all the sensitivity? Do you think that he's going to catch some kind of shit for that? Well, if they're going to do it to one guy, they should do it to everybody. Like, I, I really don't think it would be fair... To, to not do it to Gargano and, and do it to Solomon. But, again, like, I, I don't know what scale they're measuring this against. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what yeah. their their barometer is to, to say that this uh, this tweet was offensive and this one wasn't or this one wasn't as offensive as that one. But, I mean, I, I think anything in regards to transgender people right now is a, is a hot button and and you should stay as fucking far away from that as possible if you're – anywhere near the public eye or in show business or entertainment, like just don't even fucking have an opinion. You know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> yeah. I, and I, and I, obviously, obviously this is from 2010 and he wasn't working for WWE then, but, and, and transgender matters weren't as prevalent in the news as they are now, you know, but um, yeah, just don't have a fucking opinion. You know what I mean? Cause you, you can't, you're going to piss off somebody. So just don't have one. Now, is there, like, some kind of safeguard because he's probably worked, like, 50 matches against Joey Ryan and be like, no, no, look, here I am grabbing a dick. It's right here in the match. Like, dude, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not homophobic. Like, I almost blew this guy. Look at that. <laughs> like, the lollipop, the whole thing. Yeah. 
Well, and here, here's the real fucking shitter, man. Like, at the end of the day, he's just thinking out loud, and he's saying what he thinks. And yeah. he's in, and he's entitled to think that. Like, if, if, if Johnny Gargano, you know, isn't somebody who would be comfortable being with a, uh, a trans woman who uh, still has or hasn't had the surgery or whatever, like, he can, he can think that. But the fact that he said it, it's now a problem. You know what I mean? Like, he thinks it's weird for, uh, I, I guess, somebody who identifies as a female to still have a dick. And he and he verbalized that. He shouldn't have. You know what I mean? But yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's allowed to think that. You know, it's just you're not allowed to publicly think that if you work for a, a, a globally traded enterprise. So that's that. Yeah. Yeah. I had seen uh, an article that was posted, and I, I don't even think it's like a brand new thing, but it, it resurfaced recently about a transgender woman, I guess you're going to call it, uh, broke a bunch of female bodybuilding records. And I have seen right. like two sides of people posting it. I've seen women legitimately posting it going like, good for you. And then usually <laughs> on the comments, you see a bunch of people like, wait, no, like, there's a completely no. different body structure. People who were born as women worked hard for those fucking records. And yay, man, you can call yourself what you want at the end of the day. But if your body structure was born right. male and you're crushing their records, that's not <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I, I definitely have opinions on that. Like, I mean, uh, I, I think you, you almost have to have a division for that. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a very small. It's going to be a small division, and it, it, a lot of times it could be somebody competing against their fucking self. But uh, sure, you know, but that will maybe encourage more people to get into whatever that sport is. You know, more trans people to get into that sport it, because I don't argue with science and biology. You know what I mean? And the reality is, uh, in regards to sports and athletics especially when it comes to just two things, speed and power. That's the, the the only two things I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about all sports because I would say just about any woman on the planet will kick my ass in tennis. Like you'll fucking sure. blow me up to smithereens. Like, you know what I mean? You'll fucking burn me. So absolutely. In, in regards to strength and power, men, most men, not all, most men have uh, uh, an advantage in athletics. So if if you're going to say somebody that was a man for 30 years and then has decides to be a woman, has the surgery, does the hormones and every fucking thing else and now is competing in Olympic lifting and smashing fucking world <laughs> records, it's not fair, okay? It's not fucking fair. It's not it's not fair to the actual born women who worked their whole lives to set records and compete and compete fairly. It's it's not fucking fair and it never will be fair. There need there needs to be a separate division only based on the biology of strength and power, nothing else. Absolutely, and that's the thing. Like something like that will come up that seemingly has a very clear answer to it that doesn't have any hate backing it, doesn't have anything like that. It's just simple facts and you know what makes the most sense as far as just physical structure and and how things are. are you know, worked out and why there is these two divisions to begin with. 
you know, and, and then somehow right. that turns into, oh, my God, you're one of those. And it's like, one of what? What are you talking about? Like, it's reality doesn't <laughs> even apply anymore. <laughs> you know? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's it's really sad, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, I mean, I'm sure you think about it a lot, being a dad of three. And I, I have just yeah. the one son. But, like, I think about it all the time, like, trying to, like, knowing that I have to navigate this guy, my son through this world. And like try to tell him right from wrong when you know the rest of the world's gonna confuse the shit out of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. It's pretty wild. So uh, yeah, all right, let's let's uh, move on. Uh, yeah. Have you seen oh, the yeah. uh, Chando uh, Tod angle, and then everything uh, that that led to that? I've I haven't followed it closely. I've kind of just seen pieces here and there uh i've seen some of like you i've heard you talk about it a little bit um Mm -hmm. i guess if you could sum it up for me real fast just so i know i mean for the most part i know he's been trying to get into tod and it's kind of been like this work shoot angle where he's had to like i'm assuming overcome a lot of obstacles and things to 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 get to get in or to qualify is that that kind of um Okay. Sort of. I I believe I um again like I, you know I'm not easy to sell on actual shoots and stuff like that, but I, I think it started out legitimately because it looked like it stemmed from um when they put that session moth check in there into TOD, right, right. they said that she got in via a petition and everybody was like, what petition? Like we never saw a fucking petition. No one petitioned. Like what? Yeah. Is- <laughs> Yeah. What was that like? Just her fucking emailing DJ, and he thinks that's what a petition is. Like, I, I think <laughs> maybe he thinks like a private message, like P stands for petition. I, I don't, I don't fucking know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, that led like a guy like Chando, who look like I, I don't think he's very good. I really don't. Um, maybe he'll prove me wrong at tournament of death. We'll have to see. But I, I don't think he's very good, but he's, without question, a long-time CZW fan. He was a fan. He was on the message boards back in the early 2000s. That, you know, when message boards began, he was on, on there and, and a monthly watcher and follower of CZW. So I have no doubt in my mind that his passion and want to be in Tournament of Death trumps that well-over-session moth um, and her <laughs> recent you know, whatever this, uh, phase or whatever she's going through that led her to this point. Um, so I understand his want to be in it. I understand every bit about that. Um, I just don't think like, you know, a handful of years ago, he would have came anywhere near tournament of death. Um, no one would have booked him in that. Um, and they didn't. Um, so I I get that part, but it turned into more or less like, yeah, a legitimate thing where, you know, the on point crowd and the, you know, the people who knew him locally, which probably amounts to 40, 50 people tops. And they're just like, yeah, we want him in. We want him in. It's like, yeah, but I I don't know that it means anything as far as ticket sales. I don't think, you know, those 50 people weren't going anyway, or it, it really, I don't think it moves the needle. And at this point in CZW, I don't think it matters whatsoever. So, no. They did like a roundabout thing. They had Connor Claxton put out this ridiculous video where the wrestlers, like the the students, are bumping in the background, and like there's no fucking like <laughs> they couldn't take like five minutes off. He couldn't catch him at like a rest break, anything. It's like there was more background noise than there was volume on his fucking speech. 
and he's given this like <laughs> this whole like thing like yeah well, you you know you got to have like an essay contest in order to get into tournament of death and like you write an essay and why I'm so great and this and that and all this other shit so then they do like a whole thing and and uh, I guess at the last CZW show they announce Chando is the winner of the essay contest so he kisses DJ uh, which is obviously the right thing to do uh and he's in tournament of death against Kisses, Connor Claxton. DJ? Oh yeah, yeah, well, DJ? I, yeah, yeah. That's 2019, bro. You got a problem? Uh, no, no, no. I don't have a problem with it. I just thought, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, just nothing, nothing, nothing says that like I'm an intimidating, uh, fucking. Uh, Entry to the tournament, like kissing the the boss of the company. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. That's as scary as hell, right there. Well, nothing. Um, says no, okay. So I, I, I definitely tournament a death entrant, like an essay contest, either. But you know, what can you do? Yeah, like I, I thought that was for real at first when I saw that. Like I thought, like they were actually gonna like let somebody write in and probably like I would. I just wouldn't put it past ECW at this point to like let a fan write an essay and then be like, all right, that's good enough. Uh, do you know how to bump? No. All right. See you out there. We'll take care <laughs> of you. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Uh, no, I, I, the thing with Chando, I, I think he, I think he deserves to be there. I think he's somebody that's worked hard in the deathmatch circuit elsewhere and, and certainly earned his stripes, uh, to be there, you know? And, uh, and like you said, longtime fan of the company. Um, I, I've known him for a lot of years. I met him when I was working for Force One around 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was always real helpful there, real nice, fun, funny kid, respectful. Uh, even to this day, like every once in a while, we'll have a little exchange, stay in touch on social media. And uh, I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think he, he would agree with me in saying that, uh, He's not the most stellar wrestler. He's not known for his technical wrestling ability uh, or sound, super sound fundamentals. You know, he knows mm-hmm. that, you know. But I, I think he does uh, excel in the deathmatch uh, realm. Um, he can definitely take a beating like nobody. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'm excited to see what he'll do in TOD because I, I, I think he falls into that Jimmy, uh, what the fuck's his fat kid's name? Lloyd. Jimmy Fat. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Packett. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can remember Jimmy Lloyd's name. I think he's like Jimmy Lloyd in that he'll go out there and he'll kill it because he was such a fan. <laughs> he was such a fan for a long time. <laughs> sorry, I cracked myself up, dude. Sorry. Uh, it, it, Their names are tough too. Jimmy Lyon and Jimmy Lloyd, so it's like. <laughs> right. Right. Fucked right, you right. all up. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think he'll do really well. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what, and I'm happy for him because, like I said, he's a good kid. He deserves it. Guy should have been there, you know, even before this year. And and I, I hope he uh, doesn't get hurt. I hope, I hope he doesn't do anything stupid and get seriously hurt. Yeah. Um, the uh, wrestling shoot that happened, uh, the shoot situation that happened with this Brad Anderson guy, which I guess it, it was down south somewhere. I saw it on the, uh, <laughs> whatever that is, uh, fucking butthurt backyarder page or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, that was bad, man. Yeah. And, um, 
I mean, the guy's been in the business like fucking 30 years, I think. Um, and, you know, it, it was just like really fucking awkward because there's like 15 people in attendance. They're all just in it for like a normal ass match. They're fucking like, yeah, all right. Hey, he's going to kick your ass. And then like shit started happening. They're like, oh, man, that's not cool at all. They they well, know like the, really... the promoter by name like Jim like Jim you better come get him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Hey Jim, uh, why are you letting like, this happen, man? He... Hey Jimmy, get him, get him, Jimmy. <laughs> I think it's getting personal. I think it's getting personal. <laughs> uh, did, did that guy Brad say that he was like from the Anderson family? Like, did I didn't listen to the yeah. promo, but did he say he had any? So he's like related to Arn Anderson and those people, like those guys. I don't know which Anderson. I guess there's a lot of Andersons to get right on down to it. Uh, um, uh, okay, I, I just didn't listen to the promo. I didn't know if like he was like shitting on the guy that he was working because he was like, you know, you, you don't have any respect for my family and the Spinebuster, shit like that. Yeah, and he said uh, he carries his daddy's boots out there with him. So like those boots that he had around his neck, that was like. One of the fucking Anderson's boots and shit, which is, you know, a good gimmick to carry 30 years in the business. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a little it's a little embarrassing, but whatever. No, but I, I watched that because uh, I didn't know what you were talking about when you sent me, like, what you, uh, you know, the topics list that we were probably going to cover. So I watched it and, like, God damn, like, I don't know, man. Like, I never appreciated anything like that. Like, I'm Loki is like a guy that I always kind of, I never really got to know personally, but just never really respected the way other people did because, like, I didn't think that kicking the shit out of guys in the ring was entertaining. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, it was scary. Like, you know, I, I've seen that old footage of what he did to Deranged back in the day, and, like, there's nothing mm-hmm. that Deranged could have done to merit that ass kicking. You know what I mean? It probably gave the kid, like, brain damage you know what i mean and like to this day like the kid just got back into wrestling so he he's obviously brain damaged so anyway (laughs) so like i don't i i just never appreciated that like shoot on somebody's stuff even if like even if they did you wrong you know what i mean or even if they were an asshole like you there's a difference between being stiff and what the hell that guy was doing like he gave him some sort of weird awkward throw or suplex on the floor he wouldn't. He wouldn't break the hold on the ropes. He was. He gave him a really unsafe kick to the taint or something like that. Like, yeah. like what the fuck, man? Like Jesus Christ! Like that guy's an asshole. And and again, I don't know. Maybe there's some good reason that he kicked the shit out of that guy. Maybe there's a part of the story that we're not being told. Maybe the blonde kid was a fucking pedophile, and that guy just found out. And, and he, so he kicked the shit out of him. And, and, like, hopefully that's the fucking case, but I doubt it. I think the He's, bald guy's just an asshole, and that's yeah. that. He said somewhere within the realms of that promo, it was tough to hear with the immaculate sound system they had going. Um, right. Plus, I mean, you know, right. it was just some redneck filming it with his phone. Um, but uh, he said something about you broke my son's wrist or something. And um, so, I, you know, very interested in this. I had to click on his page to see, you know, is, you know, is this like an eight-year-old? Like, he fucking, like, knock his kid right. off his bike or some shit? And he's got, like, pictures of his kid, like, playing high school football, like, 15 years ago. Like, so, like, his kid is at the very least, like, late 20s. So, it's it's not, <laughs> you know, this isn't like, oh, man, he, 
you know, his underage kid couldn't do anything about it. Like this fucking kid was like an adult, <laughs> you know? So yeah, he, he set, he settled in the score for like his son's like middle school football rivalry. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he broke my son's wrist back in the big game of 94, you piece of shit. And the best part yeah. of that whole goddamn video was the commentary, was it not? Like those fucking yeah. southern fucking dickheads that were filming it. Like as the guy's <laughs> walking away, they're like, "Come on, Brad, that shit was messed up. You should have done that." And then they go, "You're twice his size, five times his skill set." Like, what the <laughs> fuck does that even mean? What does was... what does five times his skill set mean? What are you measuring that against? What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I was waiting for the rest of the Steiner promo, like twice the size, five times the skill set, and if you combine that with the amount of chances he has to beat you in the ring tonight, I think the percentage drops significantly. You get down to two point six percent body fat. You know, just start throwing out stupid shit. Yeah. Five times the skill set, Brad. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, yeah. So that was that that was fucked up. I mean, hope, hopefully the guy he shot on was okay. I don't, I didn't see, I didn't bother to like do any research or follow up. I don't care that much, but right, yeah, it was fucked up. The guy filming it was actually a uh, algebra teacher in Alabama. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> Two times this and five times that. Two times that gives you ten, right? Maybe eleven. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah, that <laughs> that shit was kind of crazy. And uh, uh, I mean, what's I mean? You, you talked a little bit about Loki and stuff. Like, Loki, I don't know, man. Like, I know a lot of people had that that opinion on him and stuff, but I think you know it does work within a structure of a match. He, you know, he falls along the lines of, of course, very, very stiff. But a lot of the guys that he's doing that shit are guys that, you know, he helped train. And, like, the range is a guy he trained with. And I think that's kind of like a – it's kind of like an understood thing within, like, the doghouse and that New York crew is they just, like, beat the shit yeah. out of each other. And then, like, you're one of us because I don't think the range has the slightest bit of problems with Loki. So, um, it, right. it's just – I, I don't know. Like I, I've always seen Loki as a little bit different. I, I know he's not well liked amongst uh, a lot of people, but he's also a tiny fucking guy that's made himself to be pretty like fearsome uh, as a striker. Right. And um, it all kind of does work within the structure of a match. You never saw it really just fall apart where he's just really beating the guy up and the promoters out the back. Like, Hey, what the fuck? Like it, it just seems to still work, you know, for the most part. I mean, he, he knocked that at two guy out. I know. Too. Um, but um, like Yo, a new Jack. Shit, I've always... yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that too. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, he was out fucking cold. But uh, yeah. but uh, fucking uh, like new Jack for for instance, like he gets a lot of credit for the type of shit he does, but he's like flat out stabbed the motherfucker like repeatedly in the ring. Like I, I don't know how that that shit flies at all. Like <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. But I, I know what you mean about Loki too, and I, I see your point of view, and I, I, I definitely understand it being a doghouse thing and a New York thing, and a, and sort of just a tough guy thing, and 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 uh, an initiation type thing. I get that, but at, at the end of the day, like I'm just not going to be convinced that it's a good idea, that it's appropriate, or that it's healthy, because really, man, 
pro wrestling is now and always will be a sport where there's no actual competition taking place in the ring. And the whole right. point is to start and finish in, in the same physical health that you started. You know what I mean? Start and finish the same way. That is, is honest to God, the main goal. Entertain the shit out of the crowd, and hopefully nobody gets hurt in the process. And and um and the, like I said, there's just not going to be any convincing me that stomping your buddy's head in and definitely giving him lifelong lasting head trauma is not going to ever be fucking cool as far as I'm concerned. But I understand. It's, it's their way of life. Do your thing. I'm glad I never had to fucking work the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then uh, let me see. What was the next thing I had here? I think he had uh, the uh, the uh, crushed up show coming up there. Yeah, that's uh, one of, definitely one of the next ones I got. Uh, let's let's get into that. But, GCW. I mean, if you, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. If you if you wanted to save that for later, you certainly can. No, no, we'll, we'll get into that. Oh, GCW yeah. announces a show. GC does GCW presents crushed up in Philadelphia, I believe, at the Voltage Lounge, one of their like smaller building shows. They pack the joint, great venue, all of that stuff. Uh, the logo is crushed up, written in a graphic that looks like orange crushed up pills, which as soon as I read crushed up, I'm like, that's a fucking drug reference, which to me, okay, you could take it two ways. Number one, um, everybody's on drugs and it's fucking awesome and we're just embracing that shit and it's great. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of like their stance. Yeah, we're fucking outlaws. Everyone's snorting pills and it's fucking great. But like when you peel back just a little bit and go, wait a minute, like didn't your world champion do four years for robbing a bank in broad daylight because of his, he was riddled with fucking pill addiction like that. I thought that was a real thing. And uh, weren't we supposed to at least believe in society that like uh, he he's past that or, or are we just going to go ahead and just no, no, he's still on the shit guys. Don't worry. Crushed up pills. This is what we're doing. <laughs> GCW motherfuckers. Uh. Like he, he's screaming. I'm a gang member. The name of the show is crushed up. We're just fucking going. I mean, no pun intended. We're going all in and uh, you know, we're, we're just right, fucking, right, right. we're just embracing our fucking, uh, our, uh, habits and our um addictions i i don't really understand it i I would think if the guy was cleaned up that would be tremendously disrespectful to what he went through um it obviously (laughs) kind of peels back the curtain just a little bit to go now i think he's all right with it he might have came up with it for this uh i I don't know (laughs) no i think you're right and i think uh I mean, let's be serious here. Like, I don't think if, if there's anybody out there who thinks that Nick Gage under any stretch of the imagination currently is clean, go <laughs> fuck yourself. Like, you're just, you're just wrong. You're just not right. Your, your, your eyes don't work or something. I don't know what's going on with you. But uh, so, it, like you said, man, it, it's heinously but like weird to sort of embrace drug culture when – as I guess you know, if we're talking about somebody like Brett, so you know, as one of the main owners, promoters of the company, friend, good friend, best friend to Nick Gage, uh, and and getaway driver, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> fucking like it, it is kind of weird to sort of continue to sort of surround the company with, I guess, obviously drug culture, drug references, obviously talent 
that is intoxicated most of the time, whether it be drinking pills or otherwise. And, you know, I'm not fucking, you know, Mr. Saint over here that's going to sit here and tell you, like, I didn't do my share of shit. Like, I I never did any pills, but I've smoked all the weed. Uh, And let me, Mm -hmm. you know, just to reiterate, all of the weed. Uh, and, and I used to drink, but not, but not really, not really like heavily. I, I was never a big drinker or anything like that. But I would drink after shows. Like I wouldn't like. I, I definitely never drink before matches or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, now it, it, it's weird for for them to be doing like going this route. But like, like kind of like you've talked about, they obviously have their finger on some kind of pulse. You know what I mean? Because they're they're doing. They seemingly keep doing the right thing. So, so you know, good on them for that. But I, I'm with you in regards to thinking that they're less than fucking scum humans and don't deserve any of it and should probably drop yeah. dead sooner rather than fucking later. But yeah. we can't always have our way. You know what I mean? But at least we get yeah. to be who we are, and they have to be who they are. And, that, you know, like I was saying earlier, at the end of the day, that makes us the fucking winners. Yeah. It's just, it's so fucking, it's like creepy to me because, you know, if, you know, I'm in July, I'll be six years over. Um, Now, if I had a situation where I was a professional wrestler and, you know, uh, prior to my sobriety, I fucking mowed down like a fucking schoolyard or something, drunk driving, did like a whole shitload (laughs) of fucking time, fucking went away, came back, big triumphant return, I'm all fucking jacked up, next thing you know, like, uh, shirts back on, withering away a little bit, stumbling on the way to the car, and and then, like, the name of the show is, like, Bottoms Up, <laughs> GCW presents Bottoms <laughs> Up, and it's like, wait and a minute, like, weren't we pulling up. for this fucking guy, like, not that long ago, to, like, hope, hope you do okay, you know, I'd like to see you healthy, man, like, fucking... It's just, it's fucking, it's really weird to embrace it that heavily to just be like, yep, fucking pills, man. <laughs> well, like, I mean, you know, it, it's like you said. I, I mean, the, the writing's on the wall, and it'll just be a matter of time before something else happens, you know, and I'm not wishing that on anybody. I hope nothing bad happens to anybody. I hope nobody, God forbid, dies from an overdose. I hope nobody gets into any sort of other criminal trouble as a result of, uh, you know, what, what they resort to for their habits or, you know, fighting or violence or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I hope for the best, like Nick Gage is definitely somebody that, uh, I, I still, uh, definitely care about and respect for, for certainly everything he did for me at combat zone wrestling and, uh, there's times where he worked with me and we, you know, we had ultraviolet underground matches and he gave me a lot of offense and didn't need to. And, and just uh, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm pulling for Nikki here because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he looks like shit, you know, it, it's not good. I, I want him to be better and get healthy and stay healthy. And I, I wish he could get away from the people he works with, but hey, if it's working out for him career wise, do your thing, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you make of the the new Nick Gage as far as um, – because the other thing that really bothers me about the Gage that he is now, I mean, he's going out there. He's killing himself in death matches. Gage obviously always had the ability to work, so that's that's never been a question. But 
I mean, this is the smiliest fucking I love you fans, this Nick Gage I've ever fucking seen. And it, it sickens me. I can't fucking stand it. Along the same lines that we were talking about the love fest and this and that, like, this fucking guy, every single show has to tell the fans, like, I love you guys. This is why I do this. You guys are the best. Like, fucking big smile on his face. He was just like the cold-blooded killer before. He was the stone-cold Steve Austin at CZW. Like, he just, he hit the curtain and was like, shit is going down. And you, as a fan, you'd see him out back and you'd see the smile out of Gage and be like, hey, what's going on, man? But in the ring, there was just no breaking that fucking cold, dead stare. And uh, you stood across from it. I'm sure you didn't see many smiles right. during that in ring time. But uh, what no. do you what do you think steers him in that direction? I mean, he had fandom before, so I just I don't really get it. I think it's uh, I mean it's probably one of two things. It's either the fact that he he is kind of doped up, perhaps you know, or or whatever whatever his drug of choice right now is is obviously uh, a happy drug, perhaps it, yeah. it could be something yeah. like that where you know like or uh, he's pandering to the fans because, I mean, like wh- when you are somebody like him and you are an addict and like this is a major thing for him, like this this wrestling shtick and and being the GCW World Champion, like you you know that they're they're paying your their, your bills, like literally, you know that these people right. are feeding you, so like you're in a way you're pandering to them, you're you're praising them, you're thanking them constantly. They're, they are what is providing him the ability to keep feeling the way he does. You know what I mean? Mm. So as, as an addict, it's kind of the thing that he it, – it, it's almost like the, the panhandler holding out his hat for, for the change. You know what I mean? In my yeah. opinion, perhaps. Like I might be totally wrong here. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of him just saying, here I am. I'm out here strumming my guitar like you guys like throw a little change in my guitar case if you don't fucking mind. You know what I mean? And it could be that, and it could also just be a gimmick change, but I feel like if you're going to do that, like if, if you're Nick Gage and you're going to decide to go a different route with your character, you know, you want to be, I don't know, uh, this, this, I guess, more of a hippy-dippy uh, peace and love and this and that, like go that route. Like that would kind of almost... I don't want him to become a joke. I don't want it to be funny, but it would almost kind mm-hmm. of be funny if Nick Gage did decide to go the peace and love hippie route. But then I guess when the bell rang, he was like, I- I'm doing this death match stuff because I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You, like, I get, I guess my point is, is like, if you're, if, if this is a gimmick change and you're going to go that route, go big or go home. You know what I mean? But I don't think it is a gimmick change. I think it's just nah, him acting either. really fucking weird. I think it's just him acting really fucking weird because he's either on drugs or he's pandering to the people that pay for his drugs. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's like his main selling point. Intensity always sold me. That was, that's my number one thing. If if you have like right. major intensity, you're probably one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, you know, when Sammy first came out, he was one of my guys, uh, low key again. He, he's always been one of my guys. Cause that intensity is just unmatched. Like, some of those guys, I mean, as a kid, the ultimate warrior was my guy. Like he, the intensity is what sells me. Cause it, it makes me believe like, right. all right, this guy's not to be fucked with. Like this might be fake and everything, but like, you're going to have a hard time stopping this guy. That that's like flying, you know what I mean? And Gage was yeah. that guy. Gage was a hundred percent that guy. 
Like, it didn't matter if you yeah. put Sabu in there with him and you knew he grew up watching Sabu. He was going to try to tear Sabu's face off and maybe apologize in the back, <laughs> right, but I right. wouldn't know about it, you know? And right. now he's giving, right. like, oh, yeah. man, I, I love being here with you tonight, Sabu. Like, this was great. I fucking love you. And it's like, oh, God, yeah. fucking damn it. I just don't know where the where why everybody feels so compelled to do that now. I don't know where that started. I don't know if that started in Ring of Honor, like with the handshakes and that kind of bullshit. Like I I don't know where it all started or who who made it a trend to to do the uh, the verbal fellatio post match. Like I don't I don't know, but it's yeah. definitely fucking lame. It it, take, it takes you out of it. Like you said, if if you're somebody that's a fan of realism or any kind of uh, thing like that, it just takes you way out of it, you know? Yeah. And you remember that, too, because I brought up the Ring of Honor thing before, too. You remember when Ring of Honor first started and they did all that handshaking thing that everyone had to shake hands before or after the match and shit? And, like, CZW was where I was at, and they'd make fun of that shit, like, on a regular basis. Like, we're not over here shaking each other's fucking hands. We're fucking CZW, like. Like, that was openly yeah, mocked. I, like, fuck all that friendly shit, you know? Yeah, it just it shouldn't be a part of... Uh, you, you're doing something else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just call it something else. Like, if you're going to go that route. You know what I mean? Like, just... You, nobody might as well have a character. I mean, and at the time, like, Ring of Honor wasn't really a big character sort of promotion anyway. It was kind of just dudes and tights and kick pads that hit each other too fucking hard back in the day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and honest to God, I'm telling the honest to God fucking truth. I lived, I grew up in Bristol, Bow, Pennsylvania in Bucks County, which is like a half an hour North of Philadelphia. And I could hit the goddamn ring of honor school with a fucking baseball from my house on Washington street. And mm-hmm. I've been in there five fucking times. You know what I mean? I could have just as easily pursued a career at ring of honor as driving 35, 40 minutes to Deptford, New Jersey to train in CZW, you know what I mean, and, and be a part of that company. I just never wanted to be a part of the the the, the tights and, and concussions company. Like, it was never – it never appealed to me. You know what I mean? I never wanted to just get my fucking bell rung every show, you know, for, for the sake of a pop. You wanted the pleather uh, you know, plants just, and concussion company. Yeah, yes. I wanted <laughs> concussions, and I wanted to pick glass out of my ass and, and concussions. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so but I took the the fucking easier path, obviously. And uh, you know, <laughs> but I, I don't I, I don't have any regrets about that. I was just saying, like you know what I mean. I could have went there, but I didn't go there. You know what I mean? Right. I could have went there e- much easier than going to CZW, but I didn't because it was ne- never my thing and never will be my thing. They're, they're yeah. just, their brand isn't for me. Yeah. Uh, Leo Rush reportedly passed on $300,000 a year from the WWE, <laughs> saying he deserves 600000 a year. Um, this guy is like four years in the business or so. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah. Um. It's it's just a really weird thing. Like I, I was talking about this with my girlfriend, I think, and just saying how th- all of this just is falling under the the banner of being too young for like mature decisions. You know what I mean? I I think he's just too young and stupid to realize what he has, what he's doing, 
how much he's actually worth. Like, I think he forgets that just a couple of years ago, possibly two, like less than two years ago, he was probably working for a one fifty, two hundred, three hundred dollars max. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a show. And, and and now he's he's playing around with the idea of three hundred thousand dollars. And and sure, perhaps at the end of the day, three hundred thousand dollars for a WWE wrestler, the, between like their trans and hotels and rentals and everything else and tax, perhaps it's not that much. But he's a rookie with the company, uh, who who's already been fast tracked to the main roster. Uh, mm-hmm. after having already fucked up and put his foot in his mouth, making fun of Emma when she got fired, like, and, yeah. and been given, like, and instead of getting fired then, which he should have been, like, WWE should have said, this kid is talented as hell, but he's immature, he needs to go because of this type of shit, and they should have fired him right then and there, but they didn't, and he still has a job, and nevertheless got a fucking promotion and got to be on Raw with Bobby Lashley. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, a former world champion. You know what I mean? So, th- th- this guy, this fucking Leo Rush, another kid who has a family. I think he's got two kids, or at least one and one on the way. Like, how about you shut the fuck up and take what you're given, man? Like, shut the fuck up and take what you're given. And I, I understand how valuable he is. I understand how valuable he is as a mouthpiece to to Bobby Lashley, who's terrible on the mic. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand. I think I think Leo Rush is incredibly talented. I think he's very valuable to the company. But guess what, dude? There's there's a thousand fucking ripped black dudes with tattoos all over themselves that are the same height or taller, right fucking behind you, dude. They're right ACH fucking behind you, in. and we'll do it. <laughs> right, and and they'll do it for less. They're more talented, and they'll fucking do it for less. So take your fucking ball and go home. Or go to AEW and you know try that if you you know what, do whatever the fuck you're gonna do go to Japan and 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 I'm sure he's gonna be just fine but you know at the end of the day he's another one of these fucking guys that just simply you know got too much too fast and and just really just doesn't uh, he's not ready for it and thusly doesn't deserve it yeah. Yeah, it's. I I thought that was wild. Uh, that that's a lot of money. I mean, I know. Yeah, he's trans hotels, all that stuff. You know, that comes out. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're definitely clearing a hundred thousand dollars a year, and for someone as right. young as he is, like twenty four years old, to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, doing your dream. I mean, doing do what, your absolute yeah, to do, dream. To do what you love to do. Right. Yeah. To do what you love to do in the biggest company in the fucking world. You know. Like, the WWE is basically depression-proof. Like, the way the banks were when we just went through this last fucking, you know, economy crash. Like, WWE is is depression-proof. Like, you were working for the company that doesn't have anything to fucking worry about. Like, Vince probably is not even worried about AEW. He should be, probably, but he's not. Should he? Like, he's not even fucking worried. I I mean, if they're going to have any kind of quality weekly programming on TNT and they can actually pose a, uh, as a competition for any of WWE's programming, you know, it could be the start of something. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say AEW is all bad by any means. Like it, it, it could be the start of something big. It could be, but that's if they do it right. And, you know, they hopefully put some fentanyl in Joey Janela's cocaine 
so that way you know, <laughs> they don't have to deal with him much longer. Like you know, if if they if uh, if they give him the ball to run with, it's going to be a fucking problem. But you know, if they yeah. just focus on the Bucks and everybody that's good, they'll do fine. Yeah. Uh, to shift towards that a little bit too, because I you know I definitely wonder about that. Now, obviously, there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of promise. There's a lot of this and that. But when we talk about them being a legitimate threat, this is a company that hasn't legitimately run a show. They did their all-in show, but that's not really the same thing. Um, This is, you know, upstart, whatever. They have not run a show yet, and we're talking about them competing with the most successful wrestling company in the history of professional wrestling. ECW had such a following, such a legacy, such an amazing amount of talent in that ring. And they were never even looked at as competition. They they didn't stand a chance going up against Vince McMahon. Um, this has more money backing, those type of things. There's obviously a, a little bit more possibly in their favor, but in the same token, have not run a show yet. And we're talking about, like you said, the unmovable object, the immovable object of the WWE being at risk. Uh, it's a hard sell. It's a really hard sell. Yeah, no, I think you're right. In that, I mean, uh, uh, along with what you're saying there, I, I don't, I don't think threat is the right word. Uh, I, I think they stand to thrive uh, as a business in wrestling because there's not really alternatives to WWE right now. So, like, I, I think they stand to to thrive and flourish. I think it would be a very long time before they would ever be a real competition for Vince. Uh, but I think, like I said, it could be the start of that. And, and, and again, like you said, the, the real challenge is going to be putting on good quality TV and programming that's going to stay interesting, not get boring, not get repetitive. Uh, obviously, too, like the, they're going to have to keep their talent healthy and, you know, not overwork them. But if you're going to really compete with WWE, you're going to have to run as much as they do. You know what I mean? You're going to have to run to two main shows a week and, and probably some house shows in between or, wh- or whatever. You know what I mean? You're going to have mm-hmm. to follow the WWE playbook, in my opinion, if you're going to really want to compete with them. How, but, again, I could be totally wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, all this AEW stuff and the Young Bucks and, it, and, and everybody that you kind of know about as a name with that company has all sort of come about as a result of the Internet and social media and just uh, cult followings and niche followings and things like that. So they they might know something Vince doesn't, if, if that's possible. You know what I mean? Like they might they might have a fucking ace up their sleeve or a trick up their sleeve. You know what I mean? Because they they're definitely tapping into the the vocal minority of professional wrestling that exists on social media. That like mm-hmm. they are tapping into that that vocal minority that sort of drives the the pro wrestling trends on social media, you know what I mean? So ultimately that's going to shape and, and format the minds of fans on social media. You know what I mean? It's going to be in their face all the time that this AEW stuff is awesome. Look how cool it is. Look how sleek it is. Look at these superstars that you're not going to get to see everywhere else. You know, I, I think that they're doing a really good job of capitalizing on acquiring talent that WWE has either missed uh, hasn't discovered yet, didn't capitalize on when they had them, uh, and, and pe- people even like Leva Bates that like WWE 
could was using and could could have made into a star, but dropped the ball. And and you know she she's not the best wrestler, never was, and or will be, and I'm sure she'll admit that too. But she's entertaining as hell, does a lot of mm-hmm. funny gimmicks and so on and so forth. So like they signed her, you know, like they have they also have uh, Cherry Bomb again. WWE sure. fucked that up, like you know what I mean. So they're 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 picking up a lot of the people that WWE missed, you know. So I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not. I'm not really a fan of the Bucks or or or, or that whole scene, really, because like that. In my opinion, that style of wrestling is sort of what helped ruin it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The 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 too many finishers, too many super kicks, way of life. Uh, you know, so that 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 shit kind of fucking ruined it for me. So, but you know, any sort of any sort of competition that could get Vince to go back to an Attitude Era sort of format would be would be stellar, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's definitely gonna at least give them something to. Uh, I don't even want to say compete with, but it's gonna give them something like, oh, you guys did that, we'll watch us do this. You know, the to counter, I, I guess you'd say. Um, so you brought up uh, Doey Janela before, and uh, supposedly <laughs> after the summer, he's going to be uh, pulling off the indies. So I guess he's gonna be focusing full on AEW. Um, looking the way he looks now, um, uh, what's your thoughts on this guy, like future wise? Because I, I saw so much promise in this dude. He jumped off the roof with Zandig, um, really ramped up the amount of asshole he is to people, and completely. I mean, his body's in, in horrible shape. He looks like he's ten years older than he was two years ago. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know like what do you think this guy like gets with a trainer over there gets his shit together or do you think he just continues this this I think a train wreck is cute shit. Well, I I mean it's it's one of those things where like if you've been on Earth a while, you know what I mean. You've learned just based on trends and people's habits what to expect out of people. You know what I mean. So so I have no reason to believe at this point that some angel is going to come down from fucking heaven, tap Joey on the shoulder and say, Hey man, it's time to get in shape and I'm going to help you do it. You know what I mean? And he's just going to magically start running and lifting and try to try to get back into the kind of shape he was in like, we'll say 2015 when I was wrestling him uh, Um, and he showed a lot more promise and, 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 you know, it looked like he cared a lot more then. obviously. Um, I just don't, I don't have any reason to believe that that's going to happen. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, if I, if if the if the playbook he's been using to get to the dance has been working, and and that playbook has been be a train wreck, drink, you know, do whatever, get fucked up, you know, uh, be on social media like like an asshole. Uh, if that's working for him, then why would he stop? You know what I mean? Why would he ever stop doing that? However, however, like I don't understand. Uh, you know, uh, I guess we'll call it a multi-million dollar company like AEW would, or any fucking sports franchise would invest in an athlete that looks like that or you know yeah. certainly one that's just coming off of a relatively you know major knee injury I, I don't know how he kind of just came back from that as fast as he did because I thought he had done quite a bit of damage with that dive yeah. I don't know probably a year probably a year ago at this point mm-hmm. um, you know so I, I don't understand I don't understand. like if there's a lot of money riding on something like if we're talking about race horses here, I'm definitely not putting any money on that horse in my right. stable. You know what I mean? So I don't, 
uh, and again, I, I just want to, <clears throat> I just want to emphasize that, like, I don't, I don't have any ill will towards Joey Janela. Like, you know, I, he never did anything to me. The, the only, the only criticism I've ever had of Joey Janela is, uh, I, it, it breaks my heart. You know what I mean? Like, I, I watched him progress through the Dojo Wars program and get really, really good and better just in a short while, just over the course of a couple months, like when he showed up and started to do Dojo Wars and came into Combat Zone Wrestling. Like, Mm -hmm. I was really impressed. I loved his look. And and just like you, Jay, uh, he reminded me of Acid. Like, he he had sort of that Trent Acid swagger. At the end of the day, if you put the the two videos side by side, he's not even close. Like, nobody's even close to Trent. But he reminded you of Trent and had that swagger. You know what I mean? But, uh, so, so it, it, it kind of broke my heart that after the whole falling off the roof, cutting his tendon thing, he just went the way of, I'm going to fall off of stuff and do dumb things in matches. And I'm, I'm going to throw psychology out the window and whatever you guys want, whatever you guys want fans, like I'll fall off of this next. I don't care. It's just, I, I don't like that format or that approach to getting yourself over because it will yeah. work. In, in the short in the short run, it will work, but in the long run, we see what's happening. We see what's happening to this kid. Like, mm-hmm. if he's okay and he's not fucked up, hey, could have fooled me. Fooled yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like, if he's doing all right right now and he's the fucking picture-perfect vision of health and, and all his vitals are fantastic and, and you know, hit that sleepy, drugged look on his face all the time is an accident, okay, Fooled me, dude. But like, yeah. I I, I wish that, I wish better for the kid. You know, yeah, yeah, you're you're killing it, dude. So, but uh, again, I guess I'm wrong because he's doing all right. Uh, I'm the asshole that gets up and goes to work every day, you know, to keep his lights on, and he's gonna, you know, probably be rich for being a train wreck. So I yeah. guess I'm the asshole. But like I said, the the reason, the whole reason I was even saying any of this is that I I don't dis, I don't dislike Joey. Uh, I'm just disappointed at kind of like what he's become, and it's a shame. Yeah, uh, I was 100% behind Joey, and, um, you know, when I saw all these things started to come, and, you know, it's like, oh, man, he's 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 kind of living a shittier life. Like, his body seems to be just, like, deteriorating. Like, he's not he's not taking care of himself. So I started to make comments about it, and he just didn't like to hear that he was fat. I mean, he he liked to be that he was fat. He didn't like to hear it, though. Like, he, he wasn't actively trying to change anything but he just he was just going to shut off anyone that brought it up and uh i was definitely the guy bringing it up um i understand as far as aew really investing in him for the reason of everything with his name on it is sold the building out gcw is putting out now they put out two uh joey janela presents spring break and sold out both shows the year prior sold out the show Joey Janela invades New York or whatever the fuck they call that sold the show out. So if his name value carries that, I'd fucking sign him up too. even though you'd probably pull him aside and go, dude, can we do a little bit in the fucking gym? Like just maybe a couple days, like, but But name value wise, it's through the roof. So I, I do get it in that aspect. And I, and I do like, Despite thinking he's a fucking asshole, I, I hope he steers out of the fucking crash and becomes a little bit more what I first saw when I saw him. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it would just silence any shit talking. You know what I mean? Like, we're, yeah, we're not I'd be the first one to give him credit. Because we're, 
yeah, like we're not talking shit to be assholes. We're just saying like, hey man, you look better here. What happened? Like I know, I know you. You know, you might have rang your bell falling off that that roof and all, but like, what happened? Let's let's try harder, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, um, <laughs> I don't even know how to transition this. Uh, Silver King died in the ring. Um, <laughs> Oh, by the way, the King's fucking dead. Uh, shit, man, that that was some uh, some rough shit to watch because the video was up like immediately. I don't think the night was over of him having passed, and the video was up, and it was it was really awkward to watch. Um, you know, he just he just stopped moving. There wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a bad move. It wasn't like something that, you know, like the Masawa thing. It wasn't any. Right, right, right. A specific thing that just did it. It just looked like his heart stopped or something, and he just didn't move anymore. Um, sad. Yeah, I mean, like do... he, he was like trying to get up or something, right? Like I, I didn't watch. I think I saw it once or at least part of it once. And he was like, uh, he was on the ground on all fours, like trying to get up, and then just couldn't. And kind yeah, of and then just kind of gave out. That kind of what happened. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, it, was the report that it was his heart or something? Like he just had a heart attack, or I think so. I didn't really look any for. I didn't like see anything more things pop up since then. Yeah. I, but I mean, yeah. I mean he it, just it stopped living. Like that. So it, yeah. Right, and I, <laughs> right, and I think uh, I, I think he was only like fifty one or two or something like that, right? Yeah. He wasn't very old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the guy a ton in WCW back in the day. Obviously, you know, he had a storied career and you know, Mexico and everything else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's crazy to see, you know, just, just like that. I mean, it's one of those, like, don't take like for granted things because the dude's the up and active and, you know, wrestling and next thing you know, it's just like fucking out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's weird too. Cause like I had heard that and assumed that he was older, you know what I mean? Because like, I remember being a teenager and like in the nineties and, Silver King was like one of the dudes in like some of the battle royals, and like I can't remember if it, I think it was probably at least one of the WWE ones, and maybe even or it might have been WCW. I can't remember because you know concussions, and again, like, as I mentioned earlier in the program, all the weed. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like I I just remember like being a, a young man, like a young kid, and seeing him on. Uh, obviously the biggest promotions in the world, even back then. So I just assumed that, you know, here we are, it's like 30 years later, he must be in his sixties now. And then I was like, Oh, he's only 51 shit. Like, you know, um, but it, it certainly it's sad when any, anybody dies that young for any reason, and let alone some, a guy that's kind of an icon, in, for, you know, uh, yeah. in, in pro wrestling. It's, it's, and, and, but at, at the same time, I guess, if there's any silver lining, uh, Jesus Christ. Like, that was such a fucking Corey Castle thing to do, by the way. I hope he's listening. Like, he, he's the master of fucking puns when he's talking. So I just made a terrible fucking Silver King pun by saying there was a silver, silver lining lining. here. Uh, fucking Corey Castle. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, sil- the silver lining is that he died doing what he loved. You know what I mean, I guess? He died in the ring, and may- maybe that's how he would have wanted to die. I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm sure he didn't want to die at 51, however, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Uh, rest, rest, rest in on power, GCW. I say nowadays. 
Yeah. Uh, thoughts of GCW starting a Deathmatch Hall of Fame. Uh, they're doing this the night before Tournament of Survival, and uh, they're starting. So far, they have Danny Havoc, Wife Beater, and Madman Pondo being inducted. Um, from the stance of, of a, a weekend experience, I think this is like somewhat of a genius move. A lot of their marketing right now is honestly being done, done very well by very bad people. But, um, right, you know, the way – the way GCW um, set themselves up in Atlantic City over there at the former Showboat, I think it's still Showboat, but it's not like a casino anymore, just a hotel. But they're running in the in the hotel, or you know, in the, in the building. Um, crazy, crazy looking venue looks great on video. Um, and now they they've made this a weekend experience. So now, like as a deathmatch right, fan, we right. used to like, you know, these people used to be face down in DJ's yard they can now actually get a hotel room in Atlantic city and do a whole weekend of that same type of shit in a place that's built for that type of shit, you know? So it it makes a whole lot of fucking sense, but just in the realm of Deathmatch hall of fame and who they're putting in and all that, what's your thoughts? I like, I, I saw that you, you know, again, you sent me that. And I read it, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of." I just thought it was weird at first. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I mm-hmm. honestly just don't. I, I get it in regards to what you were saying, like as far as making that weekend an experience for their fans and so on and so forth, and like obviously creating more content for a, a show to put on and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't understand why, like, GCW kind of being so similar to CCW and obviously uh, geographically close to CCW. I just don't even think that, Oh, and, and also how long has it been around? What? Three years? Is it like GCW been yeah. around three years or something? Three, four years tops. Yeah. About you know, three, I, I, I think, I think it's just a little soon for to have like a hall of fame for any reason. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and, and also too, like if nothing else, like, doing this Hall of Fame stuff with CZW back in February, like as much of a, an honor it was to be a part of that for the people that were going in, it kind of did make me realize like how silly it is to even have a Hall of Fame for pro wrestling. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, what yeah. do we do? You know what I mean? Like what the fuck are we even doing? You know, we're having a Hall of Fame for this sport that we're not even playing really. So it's, it's kind of weird, but I, I get it. Um, to, to to have a deathmatch hall of fame specifically is also kind of weird. Like it's just again, you're kind of just chipping away at something and refining it down so that it's like more and more niche. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like all right, uh, and then and then to do those three, I get it. Like I, I, Danny Havoc has actually worked for the company, right? Like has Beater even worked yeah. for the company? Like when, when Beater like, now he showed up at the. Uh... The first Nick Gage Invitational without Nick Gage because he was in prison, but um, right. He uh, but he, didn't he showed up like he made that. No, touch somebody just like little run in type deal, but nothing. Somebody. Yeah, no right, 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 right. So like, why, why, like it's cool. Like White Beater's great, and he definitely deserves to be in every Deathmatch Hall of Fame. Sure, but I, you know, again, other than for the sake of creating content for the weekend. I don't know what the point is. Like you're, you're inducting a guy into your hall of fame. That's never worked for the company. All right, whatever. Uh, I think Pondo did, right? Like he's probably been on a couple shows. I think, I think so. I think so. At least one. Uh, but again, you, you know, 
what is he, has he been like the world champion? Has he won some no, GCW no. tournament? Has he like what does he do? What does he do? <laughs> you know, he's a another deathmatch legend without a doubt. Deserves to be in in on a plaque in every fucking deathmatch hall of fame everywhere. But I don't know. Again, I I don't get it. But hey, it's I've said I've said this a lot tonight. Whatever, do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't get it, but do your thing. Yeah, I get it from the experience. You know, standpoint. That's like the Friday thing is they're doing that. Saturday's the tournament of survival. So you're making a whole weekend out of it. I get it, but it does seem kind of fucking weird. Like they're just jacking everything CZW ever was. Um, it's like Vince McMahon relaunching the XFL and being like, "We're starting a new football Hall of Fame first inductee, Joe Montana." It's like, what the fuck's that got to do with you? <laughs> you know, it's like I get you. Right, you're doing right. football, but that's right. not <laughs> that's yeah. not your thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he played over there. Yeah, he didn't really, you know. Uh, yeah, so I, that's I, fucking crazy. But yeah, I thought it was a little weird, but I, I get why they're doing it. Um, Grant Akuma is uh, apparently getting in shape <laughs> to return to the Indies in late June. He's he's getting in the gym yeah. and he's getting his body back in shape to be indie worthy, which has its own weirdness to it because so many fat motherfuckers on the Indies. Yeah. But uh. Why not just come back sure and work your way you up look. to it? I'm sure you however look Akuma looks right now is better than most guys on the Indies. Like, um, unless Akuma, like, you know, got in really bad shape and, like, I didn't know about it, then there's no, Like, he was one of those guys that was always in fucking peak physical condition. Or at yeah. least he looked it. You know what I mean? Because, like, he... Uh, there was one time he showed up at Force One. He had a match with... I want to say Alex Cologne or something. And and like I said, Akuma looks amazing, but he got blown up and threw up in the fucking ring. And, like, they weren't even having any sort of crazy high-spot, fast-paced cruiser match. You know what I mean? Like, he's fucking yacked in the ring. So, like, I don't know what kind of shape you're in if you can't, you know, get through a seven to, you know, ten-minute match or whatever and not throw up. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the fuck got up his ass or why he wants to come back or what he thinks he's missing or if he thinks anyone is particularly missing him because, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like if if I decided to come back today or tomorrow, anybody would give a shit because I don't think anybody would. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. anybody would fucking really give a shit. Like, a couple people would be excited. I think more people would be pissed off. And that would be that, you know, and, and the bookings would just come rolling right in. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Akuma's doing. I don't know what the fuck he's after. It's not exactly, yeah, I like, mean, it's not exactly like he was ever anything before really to, to talk about. No, he always reminded me of like low key with a brain injury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like some of the faces he just made just made me think like, are we watching something that's like, I don't know. Like, is this guy something like special? Is I don't know. Has he got a sticker on his car? Like a one of those little placards. Uh, but you know, he he had somewhat of like a low key move set, about the same like build yeah. shape kind of thing going on, but just something little off. You know, it was like, it, it, like oh, yeah. the Danny DeVito yeah. twin of low key. Hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, like I, I'm such a fucking like 
asshole because like I'm such a good guy to a fault that like I, I hate shitting on people that like never did anything to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, Ed, like Ed, Ed never did anything to me. He's a, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy, but he's he's definitely a fucking weirdo, and he's always been a weirdo, and uh, you know, and just fucking not great in the ring. You know what I mean? Just not mm-hmm. fucking great, and and weird, like you said, like a weird ass Loki with a weird alien face. And uh, yeah. I think he should probably just not come back. Yeah. I, I mean, when when he says, like, uh, getting in shape for the indies, I just picture, like, the, the episode of The Simpsons with Homer and the Moo Moo and, 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 like, Granikuma's head on it. <laughs> and he's just, like, he's got, like, a reaching stick. <laughs> he's just, like, yeah, dude, by yeah, the end of the the special dialing wand. Yeah, you need that. Dude, that's one of my favorite fucking all-time episodes. Like, I haven't watched The Simpsons in, like, 15 years, probably, like, ever since it, like, got really fucking weird. But, like, those classic episodes in the 90s, I love those. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, it's just it's just a wild statement that he's going to get in indie shape. Uh, I mean, again, yeah, I, he was always what in does that mean? Like you said, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is indie shape? Yeah. So fat, like, do you mean really fat? You're going to get really fat, you're saying? You're going to get yeah. fat and then, you know, fall through glass and shit all the time and tell me it's art and tell me that I'm an <laughs> asshole for not liking it. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to get all fucking fat, get a bunch of shitty tattoos and piercings? Stupid idiot. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so um, I think we covered everything. Um I'll, I'll talk yeah, a minute I think we about gave him enough content. Yeah, I'll talk a minute about the guy that quit podcasting because of me, but it has nothing to do with you. So oh, I'll wait till I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, man. You just buried him way too fucking hard. He just couldn't take it. He's like, I quit. Yeah, it's, it's fucking hilarious. I mean, it's, the thing is, it's like. This kid, like, went out of his way to talk shit about a lot of people, including me. And, like, I didn't even know he existed. And then, you know, I buried him once. And I told him, just, like, keep my name out of your mouth. And he thought that shit was, like, really cool. Like, we'd have a relationship. So he, like, at me on Twitter, like, the next day. So I blocked him. Like, moving on. Like, asshole, I'm not playing games with you. Go fucking play with your friends. Like, uh, you know, I don't... I'm not really looking to do this with you. But then um, Shaheen, a guy who did the does the Hot Tag podcast... He had like a, right. a decent working relationship with the kid, and it was like, yeah, you know, nah, he's he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. And some months go by, and he's like, oh Jesus Christ, this fucking guy is not not a really great guy. And I'm like, well, I kind of told you that. Like, he's someone I would wouldn't want around me. So then, like, uh, Shaheen yeah. like made a design for him for WrestleMania weekend. They went out there because of Shaheen. The dude made like a fucking grand, walked away with a bunch of money, and was just like an ungrateful dickhead. He went on his podcast and said some shitty things about Shaheen. So I was like, all right, burial part two. So I fucking jumped on here last <laughs> week and fucking said what I felt about him. And next thing you know, I'm getting messages like, dude, he, he fucking quit his podcast. He fucking said he'll never podcast again and shit. And I'm just like, well, fucking all right. <laughs> I mean, That's I weird. I, I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that that was the approach nowadays. And it wasn't like to double down and like, fire back even harder you know what i mean like i feel like that would be the thing to do but hey fuck it if you, if you took out if there's one less like prick bitch out there because of what you said then god bless you sir you know yeah 
I mean, you can't match wits when you're fucking unarmed. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just got to <laughs> right, be a point right, where you right. just go, fuck this. And I just, I can't do it. He's just going to hurt my feelings again. <laughs> it's just, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. And, and it, what's even funnier too, is then they, um, his co-host on the show ended up reaching out to my friend, Jeremy, who does like the recaps on this show. So my friend is going to replace the fucking guy that I fucking buried on his show. Damn <laughs> <laughs> fucking fantastic. Well, I mean, yeah. well, ho- hopefully it won't be too long and the, uh, the wrestling business will give us a, a wealth of shit to make fun of because it's just, it's just getting to be too fucking easy, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But just just based on all the shit that we we talked about, and like we were honestly really only scratching the surface of some of the shit that goes on week to week, sure. and month to month in this goddamn business. You know what I mean? So like, I'm sure it won't be long before more people do like you know somebody pulls a tampon out of their fucking asshole and smacks your mother in the face with it or whatever the yeah. fuck. You know, so it won't be too long before all that shit happens again. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're always welcome. I love talking shit with you. Uh, I do it by myself on a <laughs> weekly basis, so every once in a while you need, you know, someone to bounce something Absolutely, off of. Absolutely, man. Uh, well, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, as always. Uh, I, I do always enjoy the show. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll hit you up because, you know me, uh, my favorite part of doing this is making the ridiculous graphics, so I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, man. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'll, I'll be talking to you soon. Awesome, man. Talk to you later, man. Have a good night. See you. Peace. So there you go. My boy Sozio, as always. Uh, hey, man. I love doing this shit, and uh, it is what it is. You know, I, I, I always call it like I see it. So it's guys like that who kind of have the same uh, cut of their jib, let's just say, uh that's the old crank anchors reference, which that shit's supposed to come back. I don't know what year that's supposed to come back, but uh but uh it's in my intro too. But um yeah, you know, that same type of style, that same type of just just fucking call it like you see it. Don't pull no punches, just fucking just be who you fuck you are. Don't say shit just to say it. You know, if you feel some kind of way, fucking talk about it. You know what I mean? That's why I always like this dude and uh he's welcome back on the show anytime. Uh, let's see what kind of fucking tweets and fucking, uh, passive aggressive bullshit comes out of whatever we said tonight. Um, shout out to hot tag podcast, my boy Shaheen over there doing his fucking thing. I don't know if he's doing a fucking show tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, everybody's schedules all over the place these days, but that's, that's the best way to do it. Do these fucking podcasts when you fucking feel like it doesn't have to be every Thursday at exactly nine. It's just fucking. You feel like some shit fucking pop off. Just fucking go on the thing and just, just let it go. You know what I mean? That That's the way I think it, it works the best. Um, I didn't do Facebook Live tonight just because uh, it's a little tougher with a guest. You know, they're calling in generally with their phone. Um, so to have them do Facebook Live too, then they'd have to be on their phone. And it'd be weird to try to be on the line here and on the Facebook. Otherwise, you'd see like a one-sided conversation with me on Facebook Live. It would come off fucking weird. It would look like I'm, I have voices in my head, um, which is a complete separate topic. And uh, but uh, nah, I um, I'll definitely go back to the the Facebook Live thing next week. I do enjoy that very much. Gives me a whole different set of ears and eyes, whatever it may be. A bunch of different people popping in, and uh, yeah, so. 
So definitely uh, stay tuned next week. Hopefully I'll have enough topics to, to do another one of these. Um, and definitely check out my boy Jeremy at I Got You Five Stars, uh, interviewing all the hot and up-and-coming talent that you will see all over the indies before you know it. And he's he's the guy that fucking sees them. He, he sees them on their fucking just beginning, just fucking cutting their teeth in the business, and he'll fucking tell you where the talent's at. Uh, he's, he's really hyped up about, uh, this, uh, Southern underground pro, um, tournament. I I believe it is. Uh, He's been talking a lot about it. And, um, I think it's the scenic city invitational. Um, if I'm right on that, that just shows how much you're promoting it. Cause I am so disconnected from wrestling. So to, to know anything about that whatsoever shows that you're really promoting your ass off. Uh, he, he's taking a trip out there and all that. He likes those fucking long, crazy ass road trips. So, uh, you want to know more about that shit. You want to know why it's going to be the place to be. And, and you're into those type of road trips and shit like this. Check out, I got you five stars, uh, hostile city graphics. Um, no, what the fuck I'm going, see, this is what happens when you keep renaming your shit every once in a while. I, I go back to something you used to call it. So nuclear heat graphics, that's what he calls it now. Shaheen shit. He draws everything but a third Muppets poster. Um, go fucking hit him up. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you want something with Ralph on it, it's not going to happen. Um, but he, he'll do anything else you want. And, uh, yeah, man, check him out. Tremendously talented. He's out there killing it, making all sorts of different things. Uh, you can catch him at a lot of local indie promotions. Uh, he, he's all over the fucking place. And then on top of that, you know, you can do commissions. You can hit him up. You can mail the shit out to you. You don't really need to go anywhere. So check him out. And I think that's about all I got. So, um, yeah, let's just uh, leave it at that. Uh, Zion is supposed to be a pelican, uh, according to the the lottery. But then the motherfucker could go back to college if he wants and all sorts of shit. It's all fucking ridiculous in the uh, world of professional sports these days. So, uh, all right, talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Well, what I make you good? Black cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta oh, say because you be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a thing. Even when I lie.
Yakuza Kiss Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the back guy. I'm gonna tell you something, Phil, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools. 